You're saying this only to make me go. I'm saying it because it's true. Inside of us, we both know you belong with Victor. You're part of his work, the thing that keeps him going. If that plane leaves the ground and you're not with him, you'll regret it. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but soon and for the rest of your life. But what about us? We'll always have Paris. We didn't have, we, we lost it until you came to Casablanca. We got it back last night. When I said I would never leave you. And you never will. But I've got a job to do too. Where I'm going, you can't follow. What I've got to do, you can't be any part of. Ilza, I'm no good at being noble, but it doesn't take much to see that the problems of three little people don't amount to a hill of beans in this crazy world. Someday you'll understand that. Now, now. He's looking at you, kid. David Thorpe, at least for one last time, now that we've joined The Athletic. And uh, before we get started, I'm going to throw it to Jade, because Jade has some housekeeping to do. What's up, guys? What's up? Can you hear me? I can hear you. We Is hear my you. mic on? The, the good yeah. mic? Yeah. Uh, we did have some news break this week. It was first reported on the big lead. It was so exciting, I couldn't believe it. I was... I was associated with breaking news. That was uh, that, that was fascinating to me. Um, so we are, some of us, I should say, are joining the Athletic. April 8th, we will be taking the back-to-back pod in the NBA Daily Ding to the Athletic and its application. So, so I need to do some messaging. I sent out an email to people. If you are a Patreon, you get a free year subscription to that. If you were already subscribing to The Athletic, you get another free year, or it just continues for a year. So make sure you check your your emails that you're associated with Patreon to sign up for that. Inside of that Patreon world, if you are already subscribing to The Athletic, you will get a separate email from the folks at HQ in Frisco. Uh, about signing up for an additional free year. Now, if you're just a fan of us and you want to continue to to hear us, we have a promo code, theathletic.com forward slash D-I-N-G-S. That's DINGS. You can sign up 40% off. That's, that'll end up being about two ninety nine dollars a month um, to listen to your favorite podcasts and some of you, read some of your favorite writers. Dave, you want to talk about The Athletic? I'm a huge fan of The Athletic. I think that You're also an employee now. I am Congrats. an employee, yeah. So now it's it's not an unbiased review. Thank you. Uh, it is not an unbiased review now. Um, but it, I don't know how you follow sports without having a subscription to The Athletic, or at least sharing one with a friend, but we don't encourage that. I mean, if you want to read about basketball, every good basketball writer basically works for The Athletic, including me now. Um, you know, so I, I just think it's impossible to follow sports without reading the athletic and it's 36 bucks a year. It's, which is insanely cheap and, you know, paying for stuff that's good is worthwhile. And, and I, I'm a firm believer in, in 
you know, paying for things that you like. It's, it's the future. It is. I mean, it just makes sense. It's, it's now. And also it's ad free. So you don't have to see, you know, like, I'm sorry, Roman, but you're not getting a Roman ad in the middle of the podcast or, or, you know, pop-ups or anything like that. It's nice and clean. It's easy to read. It looks great on a tablet, looks great on a phone, looks great on a desktop. Our podcast is going to sound amazing in the app. Uh, Jade has told me how beautiful this, this app interface is, and it's going to have all the settings that you want. And then we're hoping for the RSS stuff to come through. So you can use whatever app you want, but I, I'm a firm believer in the athletic. I, I like the product itself. I, I, you know, even if I, when I didn't work for them, I was a subscriber. Um, as soon as they signed Ethan Strauss, I was on board, but not only do they have Ethan, but they also have Zach Harper. They now have Wozni Lambre, which, you know, <laughs> we can't call him big Woz anymore. <laughs> you know, now that he's a pro, I mean, they just have every good, uh, thinker when it comes to the NBA. And then they they signed Jonah Carey to cover the, uh, baseball. Like, come on, they have everyone. So uh, you know, go ahead and sign up. Don't wait. Yep, that's twelve hundred articles a week. A week? It's probably a week. I'm not even sure. Oh my I mean, it's a god, lot. that's amazing. Along with our pods and that growing network, it's going to be a fun, fun time. So get the athletic. Theathletic.com forward slash dings for 40% off. And thank you. Thank you to all the fans that supported us, this show, the whole network. It's uh, it's going to be a big win for us. And also for the Count the Dings fans, we're not going away. We'll still be doing the mailbag, still doing bombs, still doing all the stuff behind the wall with uh, a growing network of people to uh, work with. Eden, Maze, uh, Schilling. Snark hoops and um, so yeah. If I if I can, I want to address one thing because I had multiple people kind of say, you know, how is this good for the customer? Well, the truth is, man, like it's everything can't be about the customer. I'm sorry, like like you want stuff to be free, and I know that we have kind of we've lived in this internet world where everything is free. Well, it's not free. You're paying for it by looking at ads and by having a worse experience. This is better for everyone. It's better for us. It's better for Jade. It's better for you. So, you know, it, it, when you start to think that way, please just adjust your thinking and understand that this is better for everyone. It is so cheap. 36 bucks a year. It's it's less than most people spend on coffee in a week, you know, if you're a coffee drinker. So, you know, just everybody, please, like, look at this for the positive aspects. Don't just think about, oh, it's not free anymore. It's close to free. Yes, it is. Cut out coffee like I did. And one last thing. If you were one of our Patreon subscribers, as the announcement of 319, check your email on how to redeem your free one year of The Athletic. Uh, the offer is valid to April 15th, so be sure to take advantage of that. And if there's any issues, hit up the support group at The Athletic, support at theathletic.com, or hit me on the DMs. All right, guys, what do we got? Well, uh, Coach, March Madness starting today. And you promised me that you had some good Duke stories, and now is the time that I have to drag them out of you. Did I really or, promise that? Yes, because I don't want you to take them over and, and give them on the True Hoop podcast <laughs> that I'm sure is coming. You and Henry. I want these stories. So give me your best Duke story right off the bat. Because Duke is winning the national championship, right? right. Like Zion Williamson is going to probably average 30 a game. And they're going to win these next six. I agree. 
Uh, they, I think they've lost one game this year where he's played, and it was to another number one seed, Gonzaga, like yeah. preseason even. Like yeah, early. It, it was early, early, early. Yeah, and as I told my son when he filled his bracket out, because I, I don't do those, um, the, people are saying that they only shoot 30% from three, which is like the worst in the tournament even maybe. To me, that's an argument why you'd pick them. Because they're number one, they're the number one seed of the right. number ones, and they've lost one game all year with Zion, and they can't shoot. Right. But they're not going to shoot badly every game. They still find ways to win without the shooting. So it's all it's all one and done. So we're just guessing. But but to me, they're they're the odds on. They're, they're the favorite, which I think everyone's made them. But I'll, I'll, I can give you ninety five percent of the best Duke story possible. Okay. I, I can't reveal who told this to me. All right. Uh, two two people told it to me. But um, when they won their back-to-back championship with Leitner, right, that team, the first of the two, uh, the team kind of rallied behind one kind of main theme. <laughs> and uh, before, before, the night before every game, they met as a team, team only, no coaches. And whenever they met as a team with no coaches, they broke up their meeting with all hands in, one, two, three, fuck Coach K. <laughs> so that that actually, if you know basketball the way I do, that isn't the most shocking thing. No, I don't even think Coach K necessarily doesn't know about that or cares because every team has a different mindset. And with Leitner, you wanted to kind of pummel him. And then he became I mean, he was one maybe top three all time best college players. Oh, yeah. Maybe, maybe number one. You could easily argue number one. I think he's probably final fours and back to backs. It's him or Kareem. Right, Kareem did at three. Right. Yeah, I'd love Bill Kareem. Walton, maybe. I'm just saying, you could argue. Yeah. That. I mean, there you go. That's the that's right. the only three right there. Yeah, yeah. I think Bill Russell was great at San Francisco too. Yes. Diff- yeah. no, a very different era. But uh, I just thought that was a cool thing that, uh, and I and I've told this to coaches all the time that you some some teams can thrive if you if you befriend them. Most need a little bit of an adversarial conflict. And Coach K, I think, is the best motivator that we've seen in sports and it's certainly in my generation across sports. Uh, he, he's brilliant at it. And it's one reason why I think a number of his players have failed ultimately to reach the, the level that people thought they would have in, in the NBA is that there's, that doesn't exist a whole lot. Most coaches don't do that in the NBA. Right. There are exceptions. Uh, but in college, he gets them to compete incredibly hard and their way, their style. And uh, that's one way. So I thought that was pretty interesting that, one, two, three, fuck Coach K. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure there's been some one, two, three, fuck Coach Thorpe's in my life, too. <laughs> uh, you know, Christian Leitner is a guy, I think, that he gets a bad rap. He had a really nice NBA career. Yeah. And, and he I got beat up for Team USA, it. don't you think? For a dream team? Yeah, but, what you know, no. What are you going to say, no? Right, exactly. No, I don't want to go to Barcelona and play with Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, and Larry Bird. And, and from ah. what I've heard, Dave, and this is from reading the book about him, yeah. about them, and seeing the documentary, like he wasn't a jerk when they treated him like like a, a puppy dog. Right. Yeah. They, I don't think the, the pros were jerks to him. They just right. treated him like a rookie, and he handled it just fine. Like he, he yeah. didn't put on airs at all. He knew he was lucky as hell to be on that squad. Right, yeah. And then Bobby Hurley, I think, would have had a nice career if not for the car accident. I mean, that guy was just... I mean, he, I'm not going to say he, he might have been Steve Nash before Steve Nash, but. I got a great Bobby Hurley story for you. Oh, bring it. I love you, Bobby Hurley was my Bobby Hurley and Randolph Childress were my two favorite players. I got it. I, got it. I know Randolph's uh, high school coaches were longtime friends of mine. So Hurley 
fresh, this is amazing, fresh from Team USA workouts. Remember, they beat, they beat them one day. Right. And Mike Krzyzewski says Chuck Daly threw the game. Yeah. Who knows what the truth is? I, I know this. While they were there, I, I don't know where I, maybe I read this in the book. Larry Bird got in the elevator at this, at this Team USA college event. And a bunch of the kids like Mashburn, Jamal Mashburn, for anyone that doesn't know. Yeah, yeah. And, and a few other guys were on the elevator, just the college kids. And uh, I don't know if this came after they beat the Team USA or before. I just know Bird got on the, the elevator, got really quiet because he was Larry Bird. And uh, he just looked at the boys and said, uh, like, you boys in for a rough time today. Walked away when, he, <laughs> when the elevator closed. And when they opened up, I thought that was great. But anyway, Hurley, right after that, he came to Five Star in Pittsburgh where we were doing one of our Five Star camps. And he was a speaker one day. He had been to the camp himself, I believe. And I was asked to go get him from the airport in a rental car with one of the managers there, which very well could have been Lawrence Frank. He was one of our like, canteen guys. Like, yeah. He took your candy money every day. He was a manager at Bobby for Bobby Knight, Indiana during those years. So myself and someone else went to go pick him up. And we had to have lunch with him before uh, the, the, the camp lecture. He was giving the big lecture in front of 440 kids, many of which were going to be college players. So it was just sitting down talking and Magic's my favorite player ever. And uh, I was asking Hurley about the experience. Didn't it, I didn't ever think of, did you guys scrimmage? Did you guys lose by 100 or win? I just was asking questions. He told me two great things. He said, number one, he said, Magic, Chuck Daly gave Magic the plays. And Magic orchestrated the action first time live uh, while it was going on. He would turn his back to Hurley. He would say, you know, Malone, do this, and Barkley. And he would worm through it live action, 24-second clock. And, wow. and, and then here's the really cool thing. I said, I said if any, what did you learn most of all for your future pro career? He was maybe, maybe a sophomore at that point. I, I don't remember exactly what he was. Oh, he might have already been a junior. He already, he, did he already win a championship maybe? I think yeah, they so. Won, they won his sophomore and junior year. Okay, he was okay. So maybe it was going to a senior year. Really famous. Everyone knew who Bradley Hurley was. And I said, uh, "What did you learn?" And he said, "How motherfucking strong these guys are." And I said, "I asked for an example." And he said, uh, "You would look at John Stockton and think he looks just like me." No. He said, "But he moved me around like I was a rag doll," and and I have used this term many times. Piano wire strong. Right. And I got that from Bobby Hurley describing uh, Stockton. And he was, pian he said he was just piano wire strong. He looked like there was nothing there. And I'm, you know, tough Jersey kid, whatever. He's like, I, I just had no shot. Well, it's the man just, strength. Exactly. Right. So I've always used the term man strength. I've never used the term piano wire strong until him. And I thought that was a cool thing. He, Hurley was fantastic. Like, I was crushed. I was never a fan other than I liked his dad, whatever. Yeah. After meeting him and hanging out with him, and then when, it, when he got in a car accident, I was really, really upset because like, he, he was everything you'd want, like I want my son to be. Right. Just super humble, super driven, super focused, really uh, a basketball smart and uh, approachable. I was, yeah. I'm rooting for him now, and, and they won last night. Yeah. I'm pulling for him hard. Yeah, he's a very good coach. Um, yeah, the, that accident, I, I remember like when that happened. And I, I mean, I was devastated. That, I, again, like I'd followed this guy. I was a huge Duke fan as a kid. Um, you know, I, I loved that Duke team in particular with Grant Hill and Christian Leitner and Bob. I mean, 
obviously like, you know, they won a couple national championships. So it's an easy uh, to be a fan of that how, team. How old what year were you born? I was 81. So I was like nine, eight or nine when they, it was 90, 91 that they won. Correct. Yeah. Or I, I remember exactly where I was when Leitner hit his shot. Uh, I was watching I exactly. I was, you know, I was married. I was my first year of marriage. I was 25. Yeah, yeah it was amazing. Um, do you have, a, you have a Randolph Childress story? <laughs> well, I, I, only, I only know Childress through. So one of his assistant coaches, a guy named Kevin Sutton, who's a college coach now. Yeah. And Kevin and I kind of grew up coaching high school basketball together at five star. And when, when a lot of the older coaches, we were in our twenties would go out at night and enjoy Pittsburgh. Uh, Kevin and I and some other friends would X and O till one, till we got kicked out every night. I, I make my nickname. I put this in my book. My nickname was Lipton because all I drank was iced tea. Uh, Kevin drank water and uh, we would just X and O. Kevin is a brilliant coach. He built the Montverde uh, uh, high school program there. But okay. he, Kevin was, Kevin was the guy that first went there to do it, had a bunch of great players there. And, you know, guys in that went to the NBA and Randolph was his, like his son. Like he taught, he told me Randolph children's stories before Randolph was dominating the ACC. And I believe he set the three point shooting record. I may be wrong. I know Curtis Staples broke it. Curtis Staples also played for Kevin Sutton and then JJ Reddick broke Curtis Staples. Uh, in fact, Curtis Staples lifelong idol was JJ Reddick because they're both Virginia kids. Yeah. So that's the way it works a little bit. It was cool to kind of witness that. So I was, I'd watch Randolph play in college a lot only because I knew my, my buddy Kevin would be smiling. Yeah. Uh, Curtis Staples was 413. JJ Reddick 457. JJ Reddick's third now. God, man, yeah. I just don't, I just don't, more. yeah, I just don't follow college hardly at all anymore. Like I, I watch the guys that are coming into the draft, but this year I've really, I've watched only Zion minutes of Duke. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people are asking about Cam Reddish. Are you getting these questions? Yes. I, I have no answers yet. Cause I haven't paid attention to him. I yeah. will. I, so I've seen him, you know, I saw him at hoop summit and, and I've watched him practice. I think he might be a guy who flourishes in the NBA yeah. and just that the college game isn't suited for him. But yeah, I don't really have any takes on that before we jump into our next topic. Uh, Jade, you said you had something for us guys and ladies. Are you looking to create a professional website by yourself? Well, get started now by going to Wix.com. That's W-I-X.com slash podcast to get 10% off. Uh, Wix.com forward slash podcast. Over 140 million people use Wix for their website. You can start and publish for free. Choose from over 500 stunning templates or start from scratch. Change, customize, and add anything you want your own text, images, videos, and more. Get hundreds of design features and apps to grow your brand online, video backgrounds, galleries, menus, forms, lists, buttons, social bars, clip art. All sites include built-in SEO tools. Get found online and in search engines like Google and Bing. Use Wix's SEO Wiz for a personalized plan. Everything is automatically optimized for any device, desktop or mobile. For you business heads... Millions of businesses are using Wix to create websites now. Instantly connect your customers, manage all interactions in one place. Use advanced business features, automate your work, and boost productivity. Uh, techies, techies out there, build your site with artificial intelligence. Get complete personalization for your site. Use actionable analytics to solve IT problems. Add voice recognition capabilities and chatbots. So, 
Get started now by going to Wix.com. That's W-I-X.com slash podcast to get 10% off. Wix.com forward slash podcast. Okay, so I want to talk about a rookie point guard. And this is going to be the most like obscure segment we've done all year. Okay, because it's a rookie point guard on a bad team. Last 10 games, he's averaged 22.9 points per game. Only three assists. Talking about Colin Sexton. I am talking about Colin Sexton. Shooting 50% from three. He's shooting 42% for the season from three. Yeah. It is amazing to me how a rough first three weeks for a one-and-done point guard. Point guards are usually bad for three or four years anyway. Look at D'Angelo Russell, right? It's amazing how much that can kind of change the narrative about a player for the whole season. And I get it. He's on a terrible team that nobody's watching. Yeah, you're missing the big thing, though. Everything you say is fantastic. And I only knew it was Sexton because when you soon as he said three assists, because otherwise yeah. you could have been talking about Trey Young. Right. Uh, I wrote about Colin on Troop a couple weeks ago, and then I, I actually did uh, a radio show in Cleveland. And when I talked about how high I was on Sexton, they were shocked, which is the same reaction I'm getting now from New Yorkers. Like I did a podcast with Howard Beck last week. And then I talked to a New Yorker last night, who a guy, a friend of mine who loves the Knicks. And I said, Kevin Knox is going to be great. You just suck. Kevin Knox is going to be really good. Terrible fucking franchise. And they were so shocked. The Cleveland radio guy was like, there were two of them. What are you talking about? I, so here's my point. When I said you missed something, you didn't miss anything. The narrative. Who's fucking right. writing this narrative? Yeah, exactly. People who Look. like basketball, but they don't know what they're looking at. I, I, I enjoy Absolutely. drinking wine. I, I like lots of things. I'm not an expert in them. Right. So, so congratulations. You like basketball. You're plugging the athletic. I've been writing smart stuff. I think for years, there's a lot of smart writers out there. Read smart people. No one smart was saying Colin Sexton is never going to make it or Kevin Knox never going to make it because they're stuck on a bad franchise in year one. Right. Stupid. Magic Johnson was stupid to let D'Angelo go and to not resign Julius Randle and, and all the mistakes they've made and probably not drafting Fox. That probably was a big mistake. Uh, and I like Lonzo Ball a lot. I think Fox is better. I think, well, Magic actually wanted to draft Fox, if you believe the stories. Oh, Magic, yeah. I, w- because, I wouldn't begin to believe the stories. Yeah. It, it is what it is. You, draft, you didn't draft him. Right. But, but well, he's the Fox, GM. Fox dominated in, the, in his workouts for, for uh, the Lakers. And head to head, right? Like he was going head to head with these guys and he was dominating. And so I, I actually do think Magic got I, I think Magic did want to draft Fox, but the, the franchise made, wound up with Lonzo. Who made him draft Lonzo? Uh I don't know. That's see, that's the question. So like I mean, there's, there's only power. the owner. There's I, only I the think, owner. I think that was ownership. And and I and I'm not but here I don't to know. say, listen, we can't have this conversation and then trash ball, which we're not. No. Like the Lakers have sucked since ball went out. Right. He's a elite level passer. He's going to be an elite level defender. He's got elite level hustle. He can't shoot. Right. And if you learn that, by the way, a lot of other point guards couldn't shoot their first can't couple shoot. years. Right. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of point guards that play right now that can't shoot. Right. Right. If he learns to shoot, he's he's a multi time all star. Yeah. And probably a champion because that kid can be your third or fourth best player. Right. And everyone's going to be better because yeah. of he's such a brilliant passer and such an elite defender. And I think Lonzo Ball plays really hard. He flies all over the place. Jason Kidd couldn't shoot. I, I remember Jason Kidd when he was a rising se- when he was a senior in high school. His team was number two in America, and they played uh, actually one of my best friends' teams, who's the godfather of my children and my little brother was a assistant coach on that team. 
and there was a big tournament, Christmas tournament over. My team was in a different Christmas tournament, and and so this was a, this was one maybe an hour away, not even. And uh, a very famous prep scout named Clark Francis was asked to speak to all the, the kids who are in this camp, the, this tournament in December. And he called out Jason Kidd and said, if you don't learn to shoot, you'll never make it in the NBA. And people got really mad that he would do that. I, I'm one of them. I thought that was stupid. The kid wasn't there to get beat up. He was just there to play right. for his high school team. But, but meanwhile, he learned to shoot just fine. Yeah. He retired as the, the leading three-point shooter of all time in terms of maids. Yeah. He also, he also wasn't that as bad as people have made it out to be as a shooter when he came in. Lonzo's I mean, was much worse. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, 40, no doubt. 40% from the free throw line is atrocious. Yeah, there's something going on there. Right. Uh, but anyway, well, there's a lot of mechanics. Point, yeah. Sexton, I was a fan in Alabama. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a fan now. Uh, I don't know where that franchise is going. I don't trust it'll be any good. But Colin Sexton's going to be good at some point yep. for somebody. I, I was uh, I was talking to some friends about this. Like, I, So I, I saw Colin Sexton at Hoop Summit, got to – Got to talk to him a little bit. First of all, just love how he is. Um, you know, he does this stuff like I'm not going to – he's not a slap the floor kind of guy, but he does a lot of stuff to like psych himself up. And not everybody loves that, right? Like it looks kind of corny. I get it. But I talk, I asked him about it. And like this is a guy, he's, you know, he's six feet tall on a good day. He's skinny. Um, you know, and he's not a great shooter, although he's shot the ball from three very well this year. So whatever it takes to get yourself psyched up to be able to do this stuff. I mean, if that's worked for him so far, being undersized, maybe less skilled, maybe not as athletic as some of the other guys. He made it to the NBA after one year at a, at a you know, SEC school. I keep doing what works. This guy also never got a B like in high school yeah, right. or, or at Alabama. So even that, that, you know, that fake year of college that everybody does, like he was going to class, like he so this is a guy he puts full effort into everything and he's bad at defense right now because he's a rookie whatever yeah everybody relax it's not an effort issue and this is like with Bagley I, I said I I always assumed Bagley was gonna he's, he's fucking outrageous he's really good Jesus he's good so and so but is you, Giles right when you've got guys who have a high motor and are coachable as Sexton is as Bagley has proven to be. And Bagley is, I mean, he's a special, special athlete. Uh, yeah, I, I'm telling you, uh, I watched the Kings a few times last week, uh, yeah. last few weeks, uh, maybe three or four times. Um, I think their coach is average, and I think he's got potential to grow yeah. to be better than that. It takes time. Uh, he's, he does, he's not bad. Like, he's not a bad coach. He, he was bad the other night when they gave up 25-point yes. lead in the fourth quarter. Yes. They made some subbing mistakes, I thought, in the fourth quarter. But D'Angelo Russell played great. Separate he was from fucking that, ridiculous. Yeah, like, yeah. I watched the whole game. Separate from that, uh, I love Buddy Heald. Plays super hard and can yep. shoot and score. That combination is pretty rare. Fox is incredible. Giles is so fast and quick. I almost feel like he's going to separate from his body, and and the upper body is going to be ahead of the lower body or vice versa. He's just explosive for a big guy, yep. and he's been out of it for a couple of years because of injury. And then you got Bagley. Just there's nothing Bagley can't do really. I mean, he's like, he's a version of Embiid and, and you watch Embiid for a game and, and you just, you're seeing things you've never really seen before consistently. Bagley's similar. Guy's yeah. got a beautiful looking shot, beautiful touch, uh, great hands, catches everything. Ambidextrous. Yeah. They're loaded. Yeah. And, and it's been 20 years, but man, they're good. 
Yeah. Um, Bagley, I was talking to someone about Bagley the other day because he's not a good defender right now, right? Like, because he's a rookie. Yeah. And, uh, but he could go next year and be an average defender if he just defended at the basket straight up. He has a tendency to, to avoid fouling. Right. I, I, I think that, you know, he probably at some point was coached to do that because he fouled. Yeah, that's smart. Yeah. I, I think the biggest mistake in basketball. So I have a, I have a list. So I'm not going to publish it, but like right. Thorpe's rules of defense. Number one is don't foul. Right. Popovich follows that rule too. So I'm not right. unique or, or original in thinking that, but if you're Bagley, don't fucking foul. The only way you're not going to play is if you're in foul trouble and rookies attract fouls like honey to bees. Right. right? Well, look don't at fucking Jared foul. Jackson. So you put your money, your, your points up. He, yeah. He'll figure that out. And the team will congeal. Dave Yeager is a good defensive coach. Yeah, they, yeah. They'll absolutely make progress there. And you no one will talk about his defense anymore. He is thin. And being being physically weak is, a, is an issue in the NBA because then you tend to have to foul because right. you've got to grab him and then you have to sit the bench with foul trouble. So you end up not fouling, which means you get beat. But yeah. that'll grow. He, yeah. I think he's I, I, I love this rookie class. It's it's a really good rookie class. I mean, there's there's not like a bad player. In the in the top 15. Something like yeah, that. They I all, mean, they all they're all going to be decent yeah. at, at, at minimum. And some of them are going to be like all timers. I mean, Luca obviously, has, I mean, he's gotten more more words written about him this season than maybe any player that's not LeBron. Um, Trey Young looks like Aiden's going to be great. I love Aiden, Trey Young. Aiden's defense, which was the big knock on him. Yeah. Uh, he's looking like he's going to be a monster. He's a monster. Uh, I still I still want to see him shoot some threes because I feel like that's a part of his game that he can. He can do, but don't rush it. It's fine. Yeah, it, it's a really fun rookie class. Like, it looked like initially Luca was kind of just running away with rookie of the year. I don't think it's particularly close now, but you have to look at Luca like he's been playing in the NBA for like a couple of seasons. Coming from the ACB and Euro League, he was ready for the NBA in a way that these one and done guys just aren't. It's not even close, actually. The, yeah. the college game is so much about playing the game. And the pro game is so much about reading. If you, I watch, I watch EuroLeague twice a week. Typically, I'm watching today. I'm watching. I watched Olympiacos play the other day, and I'm watching Bayern versus um, Barcelona at three o'clock today live. Yeah, uh, those are they're, they're, those are men reading the game. The their pick and roll reads, their their coverages defensively, which force the reads. The speed of the game, the athleticism at the rim. Uh, uh, the, our game is more open. Uh, for and for different reasons we can talk about and more athletic and uh, but but Lucas having to read it and and he is he can he's been doing right. it for a long time uh Chauncey Billups was a, a I used to call him the robo point guard I I feel like I feel like uh Chauncey's got like a chip in his head of some kind of brilliant mechanics uh digital stuff where he's like the matrix when he played Chauncey would just boop, 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 he'd read it all <laughs> but he didn't do that when he first came out of uh right Colorado, right? When he was at Boston, idea he wasn't was going very on. good. Like yeah. being traded. Yeah. So yeah, they got to get time. But Trey Young, offensively, I think he's always going to be a defensive problem. Sure. So you got to make sure you you find a two that's really rangy, so you can you can help him some. But uh, offensively, he's brilliant. Yeah, I mean, it, literally a genius. Yeah. As a passer, he's and just, he leads the uh, leads the league in logo made threes. Yeah. Beat the league in, in deepest threes. Yeah, he can shoot that thing. Oh, it's great that he was empowered, right? Like th that's great. the one thing. One of the big changes I think over the last five years is this whole rookie empowerment thing. No question. You're right. 
and I think, you know, even in Dallas where Rick Carlisle has a reputation, he doesn't like to play rookies. He's hard on point guards in particular. And he was hard on Dennis Smith. But when he recognized Luka had this sort of talent and was ready, was not a normal rookie, man, Luka was empowered from day one. And I'm sure that, you know, like Dennis Smith probably looked at that and was like, you know, hey, what the, what the hell? But I mean, he wasn't, he wasn't Luca. I still, I also think Dennis Smith's going to be good. So, um, yeah, I'm not quitting I, I think, on him. I'm yeah, not quitting yeah. anyone that athletic in year two. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He needs probably a different venue unless, unless they can turn it around there. Um, yeah. uh, Henry, Henry Abbott wrote this week, uh, on my little newsletter, uh, uh we talked about the Knicks and, um, Henry, oh, we did a Q and a, that's what it was on Tuesday. And he said that, uh, even with Durant and Irving or whoever they might get, uh, they're going to underperform because that's just what bad franchises tend to do. I agree with them. They, 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 it's never a one, all, one stop meets all, uh, but uh, it's likely that they're going to underperform until they change ownership. Uh, yeah, which they're probably not going to do. Probably not. And, you know, it is what it is. Uh, but, yeah, the, the rookie empowerment thing has been great. Um, well, throwing let me, let guys say, in. Let me say something about bad that. teams. Yeah. Let me say something about that. You're, you're so right. Uh, I write, I've written, and often, and Jade knows this, I have a, a kind of a theory about what I call royal jelly for people. Yeah. And, and in the NBA, royal jelly is what you're saying. It's empowerment. It's oxygen. Oxygen is space to play. It's food, which is positive impact and positive reinforcement, and uh, and it's the opportunity to fail. That's what empowerment really means. Right. You cannot empower someone to succeed, but not empower them to fail. It's got to be both, because failure is very much a part. It's baked into this game, no different than. I mean, let's face it. You got you're going to fail seven of ten to be a Hall of Fame baseball player at the at the, right. at the plate, and you're going to fail six of ten as a three point shooter. And mm-hmm. still be, you know, elite level. Forty percent is my cutoff line for elite level shooting. Uh, and you got to be empowered to, to fail. You got to make turnovers. You got to make mistakes and and not be looking over your shoulder and be able to play. And so uh, Atlanta's done that. Dallas has done that. The better franchises are doing that more. And you're totally right, Dave. As somebody who's been coaching a long time, lots of rookies. Rarely was the rookie that had that had that kind of empowerment. It was just the yeah. opposite. Well, this is the kind of coach that I, that I am. Um, I don't like to call plays. I like to teach players how to make plays. And, you know, I like to let them call it on the court. Now, certainly in certain situations, I see stuff and I'm vocal. I'm way more vocal on the defensive end. I consider myself like a help defender. You know, I'm I'm the guy hoping to quarterback the defense. But on the offensive end. You take three charges a game? Yeah, that's right. That's right. I'm closing out. I'm closing out in the corner for and, sure. And force two turnovers too. Yeah. The best coaches get on the court a little bit. That's need right. Warned to get off. Yeah. I like <laughs> That's it. That's right. That's and so, so I like, I want these guys to be, you know, or, and, and ladies that I've coached, uh, to be ready to, to, you know, for pressure situations, you might not hear me call the play. You know, it, sometimes it's loud. Sometimes you're just, you know, we've all had that tunnel vision where you don't hear anything on a basketball court. I've been there. Um, you might not hear me. Everyone might not hear the play call come from the sideline. So I want, I, I like to have them ready for those situations. So they're able to know what we're going to get into. And so, again, I don't run a lot of plays anyway, because I, I, you know, we just had a system that, that worked for us. So, you know, we spread the floor a lot and move the ball. Um, but yeah, I like, I, I like to empower players. Cause also, as you say often, and your book is titled, which I, I've been saying this since I started coaching basketball is jazz. 
you, you know, I treat basketball players like artists. And certainly there are some that can only paint by numbers, but that's the coach's job to make sure that those guys know what numbers to paint. But for the ones who can get out there and, you know, when you've got a Mozart or a Prince, who am I to get in the way right. of them, you know, doing their well, thing? Well, that's what, I, I just don't that's what Kerr it. did for uh, Curry. Right. That's uh, right. He was fine for Mark Jackson. He just wasn't this guy. Right. And this guy is the best there's ever been. I've got a stat coming out. I can't reveal it. Uh, in what we're uh, in the newsletter we're putting out tomorrow, which is more focused on cousins, I have a stat that I think is going to blow you away about Curry. All right, I'm uh, in. He's he's so incredible. Uh, I think he's the most underrated player in the league. I, which is crazy because I think he's a lot of people five, think he's the best player in the league. Yeah, he's still underrated. He's, I think he, historically he's underrated. I think that, he's a, he's in oh, that no top doubt. ten already. That yeah, that pass. So he made a left-handed pass from like the left block to the right wing the other day. That isn't so impressive to me. My son does, we do a lot of left-hand passing. And what yeah. we, did, we do shooting drills with partner shooting and the partner's got to throw it back to you with his weak hand alone. That's not a big deal. But he raced to the right corner, right. left block, passed to right wing, ran to right corner. In less than two seconds, catch, shoot, three, bucket. That is revolutionary. That, that didn't happen routinely in basketball. It happens with Curry. He's, he relocates with pace, right, and he's able to catch and shoot. And then something else I've noticed over the last couple of years with our elite shooters in the league is they, they don't give a fuck about squaring up anymore, and they don't even care much about setting their feet. Watch J.J. Redick. Uh, I, I call it shooting on roller skates. High school kids can't do that. College kids can't do that and make many of them. They, they've got to have some kind of base. These top guys have, have tried it without it. I looked up J.J.'s numbers the other day. I, I might have an intern at the end of the year tag every one of his threes made and missed and uh and see how he's shooting when he doesn't either square or set his feet yeah i don't know there's a difference he might so be he's hot no matter what he does a great job of i, I teach the hop uh for shooting yeah. rather than a one two yeah and and jj part of what like you know right-handed shooters for for people listening and, and watching right-handed shooters usually struggle going right it's because they have a hard time with the footwork and it's just it's just more difficult to come from the right side of your body with the ball and and take the shot. Well, JJ is so good at turning his body on that hop that he gets his feet exactly where they need to be every single time he shoots. That I mean it's preternatural the way he does it. And coach, I'm sure you've seen it. I mean, when he comes off a screen going to his right, he can he jump turns and lands perfectly every single time. See, I don't think he, oh, he lands perfectly before he shoots. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 After he's is, moving all over the place. After he shoots. He's right. Five feet, eight feet away. Yeah. Yeah. That used to not be something that guys could do frequently. Right. I think, I think Curry helped that. Curry's right. uh, uh, trigger release and hand in the rim and extension makes up for his lack of lower body balance. He's, he's a very balanced player. Yeah. He can keep himself coordinated even without that footwork being balanced. And uh, and so I'm going to study this offseason because I've always taught have more balance and I'm not sure I'm right because right. guys well, so, like going to overcome it. Uh, you know what? I will tell you there. There's a thing. It's called the sway. It's when your feet kind of kick out. Yeah, and it's a bunch you, of bullshit. No, see, I now I believe in this. You do not, I, not, you do not teach the dip and sway. I I, te I teach the sway. I, I teach to let your body do what it does naturally. You're I'm much more worried about you being in rhythm than I am about anything else. I think the rhythm is what matters the most. 
Um, the dip, like I, it's whatever your body does naturally when you catch and go up, like you're going to have to generate some power. Um, like clay Thompson is just freakishly strong. So he doesn't really, I mean, he's got a slight small one, but most, most people just can't shoot like that. Way, yeah, the way hard. clay does. Clay yeah, is hard. Is yeah. Yeah. Clay can catch it here and shoot it right here. Yeah. Uh, a lot of guys can. And, and right. I, I like that. I don't, I don't like the dip. I really don't like it when you put your hand on top of the ball, but right. I don't, I don't. A natural movement forward a little bit is fine. I don't want them falling backwards. Well, right. That's what I, don't I want don't. them falling backwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no. I do believe it should feel natural. That's why everyone shoot a, sh a shot is very much like a fingerprint. Exactly. You're, you look similar all the time. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't teach anyone exactly the same. It's got to be based on who they are and what their body built and everything is. And there's not there's more than one way to skin a cat. You know, yeah. I, I like that's the other. And I think no that question. Look at Reggie Miller and Larry Bird. Exactly. We'd never teach someone to shoot like them. I don't know. You change their shot. You're an idiot. I don't know how Larry Bird shot with the ball over his head. Like, that's like I've tried to do that. He just just like shot. Yeah, his elbow was already up here. He just slung it up, but he was amazing. How about Larry Bird in this era? Yeah, that you know he would like fly. He'd be playing some small ball five, I think. Yeah, that yeah. would be like with some of the five we have in this league. He's tough. Yeah, to yeah, um, that's kind of crazy. All right, so I, uh, speaking of coaches. Jim Boylan has done a really good job with the Bulls. Now they still stink. Yeah. They just don't have talent. <laughs> but they they're actually like they look like a, a they look like a better team. They're not performing better, okay? But man, they play a more cohesive style of basketball, and it's pretty clear that my initial impression of Boylan as this like old school coach w was wrong. I was wrong about Jim Boylan. Like those players actually Really like him. Like uh, he got he got tossed in that in that game uh, against the yeah, Clippers. Yeah, Zach trying to pay the fine. And Zach trying to. What, what Zach, happened exactly? Uh, him and uh, Doc got into it over something, um, and, and then uh, he got they both got tossed. And uh, yeah, so Zach Levine tried to pay the fine. So maybe uh, I should just shut my mouth when these guys come out and start talking about uh, you know we're gonna we gotta instill old school mentality and you know, you got to sit and watch before you, uh, before you play. I still think you need to play to learn, but have you, have you paid attention to what Boylan's doing at all? I saw them play last week, late last week. Um, I haven't paid much attention. I'm not smart enough to be able to focus on all the bad teams and the good teams. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, but, uh, I think that to me anyway, players, they want to have structure. So what, what I wrote this in my book, but, uh, this is something I've, I've done as a parent. My wife and I have talked a lot about this when our kids were young. Now they're going to be 18 in, in, uh, in a couple of months now, amazingly enough. Uh, I, think, I think kids are like uh, blind people in the sense that if you take a blind person into a big house that he's never been in before and just let them go, they're going to run into everything and feel so uncomfortable. But if you walk them through the layout piece by piece and make sure they know where they have room to operate and where they are in danger if they do, a blind person can be very comfortable. And I feel like kids are the same way. Uh, if you, if, if, from my experience anyway, with players I've coached, young players and my own children, by helping them understand what we expect of them. Here's like in a restaurant, shut your damn mouth, sit down, eat your food, be, be respectable, be professional. And don't, the other people in this restaurant didn't come to hear you yell. And if you speak up, we're out of here. I'm paying the bill, we're going home. And I'm throwing your food out. That happened once in their life because daddy doesn't play that. And they know that. And they learned when they were two or whatever. But if we're at the park, blow it out. 
Right. And they know that. They don't have to ask for permission to go have a great time. I feel like young players are no different. Give them a construct. That construct might be, hey, Zach, you can shoot as many threes as you want, but they have to be on two dribbles or less. If there are three or more, you're out. Because nobody on our team needs to watch you take three, four, five, six dribbles and shoot the ball uh, uh, and have them just watch you do it, whatever. Give them a construct. And if you do that and then let them live within that, I think they have a chance to flourish. And that and Boylan may be that guy. And they also, here's another big thing. They like to be prepared. And I, don't, I can't speak to what the Bulls were doing before. Uh, you, would, you, would think, you would think they were prepared for, I don't know. But going into a game, they want to know what they're going to be seeing and how to best defend it. Give us an idea of how you want us to play. They'll play much better. That's part of being old school prepared. Right. If he's doing that stuff, more power to him. It doesn't mean he's any good as a coach going forward. Sure. We know he's, we know he's improvement of what they had. Right. For whatever reason. I don't know why Fred wasn't doing it, whatever. But I think that I, I'm not quitting on him. But he's, got a, he's got a foundation. Let's build on it now as that team gets better. And I've not seen Wendell Carter play. Amazingly enough, it's been all year. Uh, people are very high oh, on him. You didn't see him at all. I don't think I, I mean, he's been in the game that I've watched, but I've never right. noticed. Like, I can't tell you a single play he's made this year. I'll, I'll watch him on tape in the offseason for sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, he's hurt, but, but he, uh, oh, right. he, I mean, I mean, go back and watch him. Yeah. Yeah. But he was, he was really good. I mean, he showed flashes, right? But yeah, it was a different thing. I actually, I would have been interested to see how Boylan used him. Uh, Cause, Marketing has had some games under Boylan, and, and so he clearly knows how to use a big. Um, a, and obviously, Zach has been player, and he's a talented player. Yeah. See, I think I think Zach Levine. And I've always said this, and I very well may be wrong, but I thought he he was always best going to be Jamal Crawford. Yes. Six man scoring machine. Don't ask him to think. Go go get buckets for us, and just that's that's that construct is when you have the ball in your hands, go make a play. But if you're taking a three, I have more than two dribbles. I'm taking you out. Other than that, go make a play, passing, scoring, whatever. Don't expect him to lead your team. I don't think that's what he can do. I think he'd be Jamal Crawford, which is incredibly valuable. He's got paid a lot. Yes. And that gets to be a problem, right? Like, yeah. I mean, so, yeah, I think that he could be like a 20 points a game off the bench kind of guy. That'd be great for him. Super. He's super talented. It's just that, you know, I don't know that at this point, you could probably say the defense might not ever get there. Um, we'll see. We'll I don't see know. Maybe next year with Boylan again. Let's right. just see. I was going to say, maybe Boylan is the guy, right? If like, he can't do it, then probably nobody can. I, I yeah. guess Boylan should be able to. They look, need look an at, upgraded point guard big time. Did, did you see the uh, – yes, you're right. Did you see the stat about the Spurs when they clinched a winning record this year? They're the, 65 they're the days. Them in the heat. Right, yeah. so they spent 65 days below 500. You know how many years it's been? It's 22 years. Okay, and do you know who second place is? Uh, it was someone with like 1600 days or something like that. It was 16. It was over a thousand. Okay. It was a thousand. Yeah. I think that's the most, that's the most astounding statistic I've ever seen in my life. Well, dude, I mean, so they lost to the heat last night. Um, they're playing awesome. I I was talking about this going into this game. I was like, uh, that's a trap game because they're going to Houston. Uh, San Antonio is going to Houston tomorrow and then they've got Boston, but Miami has been so good lately. Uh, by the way, because Dwayne Wade has been fantastic. Uh, I don't think he should retire. I'm uh, so happy. Yeah. But so um, much. when you were talking about Curry with the relocation, the only other guy in the league that does it as fast and, and with the frequency is Patty Mills. And Patty Mills, like, I mean, obviously he's not the shooter that Curry is, but he's a very solid he's, shooter. He's a player. very good shooter. And yeah. very quick. When Patty, so 
there's this this thing that has happened with the Spurs the last few years, right? They've had Kawhi and Lamar. It's really when they added Lamarcus, they had Kawhi and Lamarcus, and they've their their starting lineup kind of has gone to this a lot of ISO stuff. Although DeRozan's playmaking, he's been hitting the hammer quite a bit for these guys and, and finding shooters in the corner. He's been awesome this year, um, but it's much more isolation heavy. They were doing this with Kawhi the last few years, you know. Uh, but then that second unit comes out and it's Patty Mills. It's, uh, you know, it was Jakob Pertl, but Davis Bertans comes in, you know, they, they run this, uh, Marco Bellinelli, a lot of ball movement, a lot of the, the Spurs, beautiful basketball DNA in there. And it throws teams for a loop. And I mean, that second unit has been fantastic this season. And, you know, I've been saying now for a couple of weeks, nobody should want to run into the Spurs in the first round. The truth is I think Portland and Denver in particular, need to try to avoid the Spurs. I think that they could they could really win a first round series against either one of those teams just because of the way they play. I've Am never I crazy? been against yeah and, and plus Pop will just design some cool things. Uh I mean listen, Kawhi goes down when they're probably gonna go up one oh at Golden State that year. Um Pop has been amazing at adjusting to to kind of zigging versus the zag, right? Yeah. Uh Kawhi, he went ISO based with Kawhi once once he realized nobody could guard Kawhi because it was a time where people could guard him. Right. Uh, they are last in the NBA in three-point attempts. But first in percentage. And first in made. That's right. Yeah. That's 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 design. It's like great, that's not good. Design right. of where our strengths are and uh, how do we best utilize them. And they're, it's it's good coaching. Yeah. yeah it, again, it's the it's the great, not good look. And yeah, good to great, he calls it. That's what Pop yep. calls it, good to great. And, and it's just huge. I mean, you know, and, and that works for this team because the guys that they have are actually pretty good shooters. I mean, they got Patty Mills. They got Belinelli. Yeah, you mentioned all of them. Yeah. All those guys can shoot that you mentioned. Chavez Bertans is. Bertans a great shooter. I was just going to yeah. say. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and he, and he gets hot, which is one of the funniest things about it is like he's a 45% free throw, uh, three-point shooter or something like that. And, uh, but he has these like runs where he'll hit like three straight and it's just like, wow. Yeah. He's Right on forty five percent. That, but that's yeah. That's not that's not hot. That's great. Yeah, yeah. Right. He's just a great shooter. Right. No, but great, he, great he'll great do shooter. it in like in the fourth quarter, uh, like a couple nights ago. Like he he didn't have a really great game, and then it's just like, oh, here's three threes for you. But that's but that's what great shooters do, right? Yeah. They just if they're like if you think about a 50-50 shooter, yeah. you're gonna have the same streaks you would if you're if you're a coin if you stay emotionally stable and yeah. don't get too up or down. Uh, I've always told people there's no such thing as streak shooting. There's just 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 good shoot. They're just shooting. Good shooters yeah. have more good streaks. Bad shooters have fewer of them, and they're smaller. So there's less good streaks and smaller streaks when you're a bad shooter. There's no the streak shooting is it's a myth. People, that's what it, it, there's no streak coins. Right. It's 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 just it's just strictly good shooting, not good shooting. The Spurs. I mean, I, I'm glad you mentioned Bertans. He he's an elite shooter, and he's yeah. how tall is he? Six ten. Yeah. So. Yeah. Not an easy closeout. Also, he's a really good athlete. A, that, yeah, gets, that gets lost quite he's a bit. He's a good player. Yeah, That's the Spurs, though. Look what they do. This is what this is what I think Miami does a great job of, of building their team. It just happens to take a long time yeah. sometimes to do that. They've done this a few times now. I think I think the Spurs, Oklahoma City is a few teams who develop individual players better. There, there's an argument for both, and you want to do both. Uh what the Spurs do with guys and uh what what Derek White, come on. 
Like he's he's an elite defensive player. He's one of the three best guard defenders in the league. Right. And they had Murray. Like right. I don't know what they're gonna do this offseason, uh, but they're gonna be really good again next yeah. year. Really yeah. good. Well, so, yeah. Lonnie Walker's gonna be healthy next Start year. Start athlete. Yeah. Yeah. Uh he put up twenty three the other night in the G League. The Spurs are the Spurs are gonna be good next year. Yeah. Really good. Yeah. yeah. Uh Jakob Pertle, super underrated, great rim protector. I mean, perfect like Spurs center guy. That that was a, that trade worked. Yeah. Like for both teams. The board. For Danny both teams. Green's unbelievable. Yep. Unbelievable for Toronto. Kawhi, incredible. MVP Canada, if he played more games. DeRozan, maybe a career year with a lot of things that he's doing now. Yep. Pertle is very good. That was, it, it, The trade worked. Yeah. And we called it our nurse, she wrote. That's right. Pretty much this time last year or so. I don't remember when it was exactly. When was the trade? Around the draft? Uh, it was in July. So maybe we did it with Tom. Do you remember Jade when we did that? <laughs> I love when Jade is we, we talked Jade's about tuned uh, out. trading Kawhi uh, to Toronto before it happened. I guess it was some late last season, or yeah, it worked for everyone. Like the Raptors did a great job, but so did San Antonio. They got they got what they needed. It worked. Yeah, and Dave, you're uh, right. Like that's there's I don't think the, there's any easy matchups. Uh, even, even in the East, um, if Miami's the eight C, which I think you think they probably will be probably probably well, in the bucks and the bucks now have some injury issues. Right. Brogdon's out. Right. Miritich so, is out. This might be with the exception of West one verse eight. Uh, I, cause I think Golden State's going to roll yeah. uh, the best first round we've ever had. Yeah. It's going to be matchups are incredible. Well, um, who do you think is going to be in the finals? <sighs> well, so I mean, we obviously it's guess. March 21st, so we don't yeah, know what's going to happen. We only have to guess health, right? right? I think Golden State's by far the best team. Yeah. yeah, I'm writing about this on Friday. I still think they're the prohibitive favorites. I favor Toronto versus, um, uh, I think Toronto, Milwaukee are the two best teams in the East. Boston's got some elasticity to them, as does Philadelphia. Uh, and, they'll, and they'll play their starters more in the postseason. I, I do think Milwaukee, it, when fully healthy, is the best team, but we have to allow for them never being there before. Right. We, ha- we have to we have to allow them to factor in. Uh, it, it is an issue. It's an issue with that kind of pressure. Toronto, extremely experienced. Yeah. Most of those guys. Uh, I think that series can go seven games. And how do you pick a seventh game? Whatever. Like yeah. it's coin flip to me. I think Philly's bench is an issue, but like you said, the starters are going to play more. They have so much talent at the top end. I mean, you watched the game against the Celtics last night, I'm assuming. When Jimmy Butler, I forgot Jimmy Butler was in the game for the first half. And then he comes in the fourth quarter and drops 15 and, and hits that huge jump shot to, to seal the game. That's a that's a wealth of riches. Like, they, they've got... Yeah, they're really good. They have every piece you could want. Ben they, Simmons they have the best starting is five. so good. Yeah. They, yeah. The, the the Warriors starting five going into tonight's only going into tonight's game, only plus two point seven uh net rating. And Philly's because, like plus seventeen or something. Is that what it really? It's it's really high. I don't have the number pulled up, but that's that's the best starting five. Now over the course of a season, maybe cousins, if healthy, that'd be different. But the reality is here's what we have. And there and Philly's starting five is the best. Uh, the bench worries me a little bit. I do think it's a factor. Uh, and and if Milwaukee is rolling with health, I would pick them to win. Uh, early in the season, I thought Toronto had the advantage. 
I think Milwaukee has the advantage now, but with these injuries, we don't really know. And then Brogdon's comments, too, about segregation. I, I don't know how that's going to play. I'm interested to see how that plays with the fans when he said it's the most segregated city in America. Oh, that, Milwaukee. That piss, Milwaukee, yeah. That might that might piss some people off. Yeah. Um, uh, but if he makes a couple of threes in a game, they'll all forget about it fast. Right, yeah. And uh, and he's, an, he's a very interesting guy, a 50-40-90 guy as of now. Right. Pretty, pretty amazing for a yeah. second-round pick, playing out of position even. There's always a point guard. He's a restricted free agent this summer. Oh, yeah. There, there's going to be some good teams going out. Like, I, I don't know if the Wizards, what they can pay him, but Washington needs to bring someone in to replace Sean Wall because he's just not going to be able to do anything next year. Yeah. And I don't, want, I don't want them to waste Bradley Beal. He's just so good. But they I might trade Beal. I was going to say. I, I, How do you do that, though? Because you're stuck with Wall. You can't trade Wall. I don't know. I honestly, I wonder if if the Lakers strike out on Anthony Davis, if there's a Beal trade for them. Um, and I'm of the opinion, I think Jimmy Butler is not going to re-sign in Philadelphia. I don't think so either. Yeah, I could see, I could see the Lakers trying to take a swing at Jimmy Butler and Bradley Beal, and then maybe signing, you know, Boogie when he doesn't get a max somewhere else. Which would Boogie's be an interesting playing, experiment. Boogie's playing for that. Uh, it's unfair. It takes a year to recover. Yeah. Um, Boogie's playing for that deal. Like, it, he, he just needs to, if I was advising him, which I'm not, um, play within yourself, be a role player for that team, win a ring. If we're not – treat yourself like, like a referee. If they're not talking about you after the game, you're good. Right. So if you're Boogie – don't, if they talk about you, it's because you got a great rebound and traffic. You made a couple of nice plays, like he killed the Rockets last week. That's great. But if we're not talking about you, you'll get paid. Yeah, maybe not max, but you'll get paid plenty of money. Probably I think he max. might. I, I could see him possibly being on a like a make good type deal, like a one year with a yeah. player option, sort of like what Julius Randle signed with with yeah. New Orleans this year, and then hit free agency again. Um, there's going to be another cap jump. It's not like the one we had, you know, two years ago or whatever. Uh, Julius Randle is another guy who's going to be really interesting this summer. Unrestricted free fan. agent. He had 45 the other day. I know. Big fan. Dude. Oh, all right. So like 47% of the league is hitting free agency this summer. Yeah. So everything we think we know today. Right. Is going to be completely different six months from now. Right. I mean, the, the, the Knicks might be good by October. They might be. There's a chance. But probably not. I mean, they've got a good coach. That's. I don't know if I agree, but I certainly can't say I disagree. From I'm, a personality standpoint, more. let's just put it that way, right? Like uh, they have a leader. Like I don't think. Oh yeah, I don't think he sucks. Right. I don't think. I don't think he sucks. I don't know how good he is. I want to see. He clearly was a very good assistant. That doesn't mean he's a good head coach. Sure. In Memphis, I couldn't really tell. In New York, it's not fair to judge. Right. I'm open to him being good. That's for sure. Uh, I just the ownership trust. Uh, I don't trust them at all. But uh, July is going to be a wild. Like, I don't know how, how great the finals are going to be. Um, I think Golden State is so much better than everyone. But the playoffs are going to be really fun. The draft should be fine because it's Zion all the way. And then <laughs> yeah. July is going to be wild. Yeah. Have, have you looked into the draft yet at all? Only Zion. Yeah. I want to see John Morant. He plays there tomorrow. I'll watch him. Yeah. Um, I, I'm excited to see him just because – People are talking about him. He's from a small school, which excites me a lot. Uh, and I've watched the Duke guys some. None of them do anything for me except for Zion. Yeah. I mean, they're going to be there fine. 
Uh, no one's jumped out at me. Like, I thought Trey Young could be a great player. Uh, no one's jumped out at me yet, but I have not, I, I barely watch it. I watch it uh, without the emotion. Uh, I watch it on Synergy. I watch the that's, players on that's Synergy. That's it. Yeah. And it's always worked for me just fine. I don't way. start doing it until like May. Yeah, same as me. Yeah. 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 We get down to just four games, four teams left. I'll start Plus, watching. I let the pros really whittle the stuff down for me. Like, you know, it's just, there's so many guys. I want to know who I need to look at. And if there, if there's a guy who's not really a target, I just can't focus on him because I have to think about the NBA. Yeah. I've tried to explain this to my buddies that are all in on the draft stuff because they'll ask me, hey, have you seen um, uh, Carl Bernstein that plays for, uh, you know, Wichita State? No, no, I haven't. Sorry. I've seen the Howard kid at Marquette. I like him a lot. He's a scorer. I've seen Grant Williams at Tennessee. I like him a lot. He's a monster. Um, but, yeah, for the most part, I um, I, I watched – when I when I first saw Zion would be the clear number one, it, it what people weren't saying that as a definite. It wasn't even in right. his first. I just you could just see the combination of stuff. Pretty soon everyone saw it, uh, and he's fun to watch. He's, he's awesome. He's what you want number one pick to look like. Yeah, I yeah. will say I, I I I watched a little bit of the Duke Syracuse game when he came back, and what was extremely frustrating to me is that the game we went thirteen to thirteen from the field. Yes, I watched that game. Yeah. Okay, so Syracuse is playing their their zone, and they had Zion spaced out to the corner, and RJ would dribble into the zone, get stuck, and then force up a bad shot. He's, he does force it. Like, I don't love yeah. him. He, he's yeah. probably going to be a great NBA player. Not all-star great necessarily. Right. Maybe great, but uh, he's also young, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he's, like a, he's not 19 Like, yet. didn't he class up? Yeah, and so him and Zion are both very young. Neither yeah. one of them are 19. Someone else classed up too, uh, just to get out early, which is super smart. Yeah. Aiden may have done that. I don't remember. Someone else did that. My son, he keeps track of it. He was telling me. But uh, yeah, RJ doesn't know how to play. He doesn't know how to yeah. play yet. He'll In the NBA, he'll figure it out. Right. But you could have just had run Zion to the nail. Yeah. Make that post-entry pass. And then when the defense collapsed, let him do his thing. Like he's he's a great passer. Yeah. That guy, and a willing I, one. I, right. I, I, I stand by this. I think he's going to be a generational talent. Like we're going to talk about him. Like we talk about Kevin Durant and Anthony Davis and LeBron. Yeah, I agree. You know, Giannis, totally like he's, he's of that ilk and he's got like, he's got the personality for it as well. Yeah. Like going to the NBA is just not going to affect him. I, I've yeah. been very impressed with him. Speaking of greatness, be the greatest version of yourself. Jade. Nice, Dave. Guys, 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 we are terrible at taking care of our health, whether it's a knee injury, bad back, or something worse. Guys like me are usually more comfortable rubbing some dirt on it than seeing a doctor. I'm totally guilty of this. I just spent 66 hours in a hospital because I tried to rub some dirt on it. <laughs> the same is true for erectile dysfunction. Studies show 70% of guys who experience ED don't get treated for it, but thankfully Roman created an easy way to get checked out by a doctor and get treated for ED online. Roman, a one-stop shop where licensed U.S. physicians can diagnose ED and ship medication. Hold on, let me turn this down. Uh, ship medication right to your door. With Roman, there are no waiting rooms, awkward face-to-face -face convos, or uncomfortable trips to the pharmacy. I hate that. You can handle everything discreetly online. All you have to do is visit GetRoman.com slash B2B. Fill out a brief medical onboarding chat with a doctor and get FDA-approved ED meds delivered to your door in discreet, unmarked packaging. 
Guys, 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 go online and get checked out by the doctor. Erectile dysfunction is a problem that guys don't tackle. Don't worry about it. But with Roman, it's really easy, so take care of it. For a free visit, go to GetRoman.com slash B2B. That's GetRoman.com slash B2B. For a free online visit, GetRoman.com slash B2B. Uh, I want to talk about uh, the MVP, and uh, it, it clearly it's Giannis. I also think Giannis should be the defensive player of the year. Am I nuts for that? I mean, it's not going to happen. You're not, not going to get you're not nuts, else. And, and he'd probably win the MVP. I think I'd pick Paul George. Yeah, for, uh, for uh, best defender. The drop off over the last month has bugged me. I mean, he got hurt. Yeah, that's but... true. I mean, they're struggling. Yeah, yeah. He was doing everything for a long time. Right. Yeah, um, I'd have to go back and look. Maybe Gobert to get it again. Gobert uh, and Miles Turner are the two that I debate Turner, for course. a second. Yeah, right. yeah. What Turner's done with that, you know, without Oladipo uh, leading the point of attack, and I, I just think uh, it's just so impressive. So, I, did I ask you last week? Did I tell you? Uh, who leads the league in deflections? I told you, right? It's James Harden, right? Yeah. Yeah. But Paul George is second. And then I looked up loose ball recoveries, Paul George first. Like there's just a lot of little things like that, that, um, I mean, no one's going to look at those stats anyway, but, uh, yeah, Paul George has done a, a ton, but they're, yeah, they're plummeting fast. Yeah. It's not looking great. They're the eighth seed right now. Yeah. They should be fine. Yeah. I think, I mean, they're in the playoffs. Yeah. But you're going to be the I, I thought they were going to be the team that might give the Warriors like a take a game or two uh, in the second or third round, not 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 the first. Yeah, round. yeah. If you're the eight seed means you're flawed enough, and you're and, toast. and that's why they got Cousins and right. Bogut. Right. Like that West is so loaded with bigs, it gives them options, which yeah. is what I write about this week. Is they he's a he's an important little tool in the tool shed. Right. Uh. Well, I guess time to wrap it up. We have to say goodbye. Uh. Well, it's not goodbye. Time to say goodbye. Who said that? What's that singer's name? That opera singer, uh, Botticello. Uh, What's you know? You know that great? You know that song? Time to say goodbye, Thorpe. I know. The opera I listen to is in Italian, typically. Yeah. Because I don't want her to see. You got the it. You got it. You. This is one of the most beautiful songs ever written. Really? David. I'll look it up. You got. You got. Well, I don't know if it's necessarily rom- like romantic. You don't want to throw it on. With a cocktail, your wife, because it's it's sentimental in a way that's like, I like it. you know, it's a great breakup song. I, I, I'm thrilled to discover that uh, there's an opera singer, a tenor, that follows me on yeah. Twitter, and I didn't know that. And when I saw that he followed me, I messaged him and said, yeah. "Dude, we got to, you got to teach me opera and, and classical." Not singing it, but appreciating it better. I'm just an amateur. <laughs> do you and speak was, Italian? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think he's Italian. Yeah. No, do you speak Italian? Oh, hell no. See, I only speak Italian when I'm <laughs> like, you know, in Italy drinking like Chianti. Then my, my Italian is say? amazing. What do you say? What Nothing. do you say? Literally, you know, my Italian is I don't terrible. I don't want to speak it. I, I like listening to <laughs> it when I'm writing because if I listen to English, I'll get – it distracts me from writing or reading. Yeah. But uh, like I love to sit on my front patio this time of year where it's, you know, it's 72 and sunny and uh, – I'll, I'll put on opera in my head and read the New York Times or whatever, and I don't get or the Athletic, and I don't get confused or True Hoop. I don't get confused because I don't see what the other saying anyway. It's just background music to me, which is why I typically listen to classical anyway when I'm reading. Uh, uh, but when yeah. I used to do my chat sessions at ESPN back in the day, I used to blast opera. All right, so closing <laughs> I, thoughts. I, uh, 
I wait, hold yeah. on. But when I went to Italy, yeah. when I was in high school to play hockey, uh, we took a trip to Chiavenna, which is way north near Switzerland. I brought with me a little like uh, rapid Italian pamphlet yeah. thing, you know, like just the key things, not like a big book, just like a, a little pamphlet thing. And uh, I got to I, I got to really use it because I, I like to, to meet people. I, I was like, see you later, hockey dudes. I'm going to hang out with my Italian friends. Literally, <laughs> uh, I spent I had a girlfriend because we were there for like 10, 10 days. I, I had a girlfriend. I, I got a girlfriend there. And I, I, I fell in love there, and uh, her name was Lada. But um, yeah, I, I, I when we got back, my coach gave me the ambassador ambassador of the trip nice. award. I've got, I've got <laughs> before you leave. I got to give you guys a book to read based on what you just told me, Jade. Have you have do you guys read John Grisham at all? I have I've only seen the movies. Way back. Did you when? ever read? Uh, I think it came out in like oh seven or eight. Uh, Playing for pizza. Nope. Okay. No. Nothing like any of his books or movies. It's not a murder mystery. It's a story of a kind of a, a washed up NFL quarterback that goes to play professional American football in Italy. And it's every, I, I bet you'll, you'll, I've never been to Italy, but my guess is I've been to a lot of really cool places in, around the world. Uh, it's going to remind you of all the different cafes and restaurants you loved when you were there, Jade. It's it's a fantastic read, really fun, and nothing at all like his other movie, his other books and movies. Well, if you want to know what my Italian sounds like, I highly recommend googling uh, the IT Crowd Italian Translator skit. Um, it's not a skit, but it was like a a bit on the show. Uh, that is exactly what my Italian sounds like when I'm in Italy. It's it's extremely offensive, but. <laughs> uh, um, so, yeah, anyway, uh, Coach Thorpe, you, I can't thank you enough for everything that you've done for us. It's not really saying goodbye. We're just going to say see you later. Right. But seriously, I, I mean, listen, we go so far back. And when I started this way back in August 17 or whenever that we launched in that summer, you were like totally on board. Uh, you did it for the love of the group, and I, I'll never really be able to pay you back for it, except in uh, whiskey. <laughs> and uh, you know, obviously, when when we can, if we have live shows, you will you're always you'll always have a seat on stage with us. And uh, and I and you know, we will we'll, we will continue to do things together uh, in the way that we can. But uh, thank you so much for everything you've done for us. Very sweet of you to say, Jade. Uh, I will say that. Um... But I think what's always connected those of us that have been in uh, in Henry's world and in your world on on, on uh, the troop stuff that we used to do and then um, count the things and everything is uh, I think I think we've been able to just always be decent to each other you know and 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 just yep. conscious of of where people are at and when someone's running late or has to leave early no one gets upset uh, it's it's, it's <laughs> right. just positioned really well to what's happening in our world today where just everyone's always so anxious and angry and short tempered. And it's just not how we've ever rolled. Uh, and, uh, and I also think that people who are passionate about a subject, uh, get a chance as we were talking about Dave with Royal jelly and empowerment. Uh, I think you've built a nice little world where people are empowered to, to show themselves. And I'm not, I mean, my wife would, she's on a plane right now. She will not be happy. I'm in a tank top. I don't even think about it. I don't, I just don't care anymore because I'm an old man, but most people do care about what others think of them because they're younger and you've, you've built a nice little community and a culture where, where it's okay to be yourself. So you get a lot of credit for that. And, and Dave, of course, I've enjoyed spending time with you 
uh, I wish you the best of luck at everything you're doing. And obviously, my, my cell phone's not changing. I've had it since 19, That's right. I think 94, um, when you were yeah. barely born. Uh, you can always text me or tweet me anytime. Uh, that I'll be reading and following, and, and I know we'll stay in touch. Well, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm expecting to be on the True Hoop podcast as a guest at some point, you know. Henry promised. Right. The, uh, yeah, definitely. When I, when I found myself in, in full crisis mode, you were one of the first people I thought of reaching out to. So, yeah, thank you. I, 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 I love you. Baby. Thank you very much, guys. And uh, best of luck. And we'll be we'll be paying attention and, and rooting for you all the way. Thanks, man. All right. Before we wrap it up. Well, uh, that is it for Nerdist She Wrote. Uh, for the super producer, Jade Hoy. For coach David Thorpe. I'm Dave DeFore. And uh, we'll be back next week with something different. <laughs> All right. Enjoy coach, the game. Thank you. Yes, sir. Love you guys. Appreciate you. All right. I'll talk to you soon.